Well, whoop-de-doo and hooray for you. Looks like you've reached part two of this uh, two-part series about African Warlord and how that we can stop him. So if you did like the, the first one, you should listen to this second one, which I, I do realize you're listening to right now, so I don't need to tell you to do that, but you still should. Enjoy. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Chili Bags. Who doesn't love a good bowl of chili? And if you're like me, you could eat chili, well, just about anywhere. Your niece's graduation, your childhood neighbor's funeral, or your doctor's appointment to get that mole checked, but chili ranks low on the portability scale due to its nature of, well, being a liquid. Introducing Chili Bags. Insulated flexible bags with a convenient sipping straw so eating chili can once again be on your terms. Chili bags, take your chili back. So I guess my question then is, do you think his intentions were pure? (laughs) No. Oh, do tell. Why? Well, maybe I shouldn't be so quick to just say no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing. But I'd be curious to hear kind of where you landed and mm-hmm. where I landed. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. But I did some digging. And basically, because I wanted to know what happened to all the money. Mm-hmm. If you can find out what happened to all the money, then you basically can figure out people's intentions. And the invisible children kind of changed what their foundation did as years went on. Mm -hmm. So Jason Russell was exposed to these Ugandan children in 2003 and a lot happened between 2003 and 2012. Sure. Mainly the invisible children charity was started. But what a lot of people don't know is with these nonprofits, you can go look up financial information from the past. Yeah. And in 2006, a bunch of people pulled data from their financial records of invisible children in 2006. And it turns out that their primary donors that got them started was this group of evangelical Christians Mm -hmm. in Southern California that also funded the theater group that Jason Russell was a part of Mm -hmm. and their mission, invisible children's original mission was to spread evangelical Christian values broad outside the United States. I didn't know that Christian part. So they wanted to be a private, not church associated missionary Uh, group mm -hmm. and, and evangelical churches backed them with, with the intention that they would spread not Christian values, but specifically evangelical Christian values. Mm -hmm. And so they were interested in Uganda from the get go because here's an example of Christianity that doesn't line up with their Christianity. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, Oh, these are Christian terrorists. It sort of started to change their intentions from being more of a missionary charitable foundation to a uh, stop this particular sect of Christianity. Mm-hmm. We don't agree with. Yep. And I find that interesting because had I known invisible children 
was an evangelical organization, right. I probably would have just donated to my own church right. or anything else. Anything else. <laughs> Not to rag on evangelicals. It's just that wasn't transparent. Not you. Right. So I find that interesting. That is very interesting. And when you said that you don't think his intentions were pure, I'm actually on your side on this one. I totally agree. I don't think they're pure. I think it started out kind of pure, mm -hmm. but then did not end up pure because of a couple reasons. What did you find? So this whole Coney biz was not his first endeavor. Mm -mm. He... He's, he tried to get this virality behind a couple different movements before that, like a couple different charitable movements before Coney. Interesting. But Coney was the first one that really took off, and that's the one he went with. So when I watched that video, I he didn't even talk about Coney until like 10 minutes in to a 30-minute video. It was a lot about him, his experience with Uganda, his mm -hmm. son... And the way that that whole situation makes him feel. And that's why I, I think this started out as a movement to like raise money for this or get awareness for this. And then it kind of evolved into this thing where he's like, oh, me being behind this movement, I'm getting famous. <laughs> yep. I'm getting asked to go to interviews. I'm getting flown all around the world. I get to meet Oprah. Who so, wouldn't let getting to meet Oprah go to their head? I want to meet Oprah. Right. I'm in charge of an organization that raised $30 million. That doesn't mean I'm going to strip down in San Diego mm -hmm. just because I met Oprah one time. Exactly. And then something else interesting. So I found a blog. This guy did a lot of research on him. I'm going to read this word for word. It's kind of long so bear with me so he says they call themselves a movement seeking to end the conflict in uganda and stop the abduction of children for use as child soldiers but behind the slick website and touchy-feely talk about changing the course of human history there's a hard-nosed money-making operation led by the u.s filmmakers and accountants communication experts lobbyists and salespeople. So far, the organization has released 11 films and run film tours across the U.S. and other countries to raise awareness. In Uganda, it's given scholarships to 750 children. That's great. That is great. Helped to rebuild schools there and in Africa. The organization's accounts show it's a cash-rich operation, mm -hmm. obviously, mm -hmm. which more than tripled its income in 2011 and then way more in subsequent years Just exponential the account suggests nearly 25 percent of its income in that year was spent on travel and filmmaking while only 30 percent give me a break <laughs> millions right went millions of dollars in travel yes were they exactly. taking private planes were they staying in presidential suites like that's you're not a charity. So they earned eight, about $8 million in that year, 2011. The great majority of the money raised has been spent in the, in the U.S., right? $1.7 million went to U.S. employee salaries. And just to make sure we're clear, uh, Uganda is not a state in the United States. Mm -hmm. So what's up with that, Jason Russell? Right. He spent over a million dollars that year in just travel expenses. And then f almost a half a million on rent 
in San Diego for an office. My boy was, uh, he was not flying coach. He so, was uh, riding first class jet blue. Exactly. Like 10 times a day. And, and whenever I see leaders of an organization like that, they're in it for themselves. I'm sorry. If he really was in it for Ugandan children, there's other ways to go about it. Well, and they shut down in 2015 because between after Jason Russell had his mental breakdown, mm-hmm. the protest never ended up happening. On April 20th, yeah, yeah, like there were a f- there were a few groups that showed up, but it mostly amounted to graffiti mm-hmm. and people being like, "Yeah, I think this is all bunk. Yeah. I'm not going to go." Yeah. So they basically made all of their money at the beginning of 2012, and then and then people stopped donating, mm-hmm. and they got bashed on by actual reputable nonprofits, and so between 2012 and 2015, they dissolved and they burned through their entire 30 million dollar cash supply in mm-hmm. three years, and they did nothing. <laughs> they did nothing. They never. None of that went to doing anything outside of the handful of bullet points you mentioned mm-hmm. it just went to enriching the lives of the people who started it and exactly basically funding itself into a hole where it eventually fizzled out and died mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's i don't know what the proper words are to describe that because you want to believe that it was for a good cause and why would you use like ugandan children as a way to make money and get famous so i i don't think he was entirely evil and i would never classify him as evil it maybe started out as pure intention and i want to believe it did for sure maybe they never thought it would get as big as it got who knows how could you expect it to get that big but regardless it's obvious that these were mostly actors and filmmakers who didn't really under even even understand how to run a non-profit organization Mm -hmm. but get this do you want to hear something hilarious yes (laughs) okay so they partnered with this guy named Louis Moreno Ocampo. Oh, and this just gets better. He he was a, a part of the original video that the Coney 2012 30 minute video mm. and then he was never associated with Invisible Children ever again okay. after that. But he was featured in the video and he is the chief prosecutor for the International Criminal Court. Oh, the eyebrows guy. Yeah, the <laughs> eyebrows guy. <laughs> this shit is batshit crazy and it makes me so happy <laughs> louis moreno i want to meet mm-hmm. in person so bad mm-hmm. i don't want to meet tom cruise i don't want to meet you don't your favorite rock star out there i want to meet louis moreno ocampo <laughs> because so you know how it's it's become kind of a common occurrence that people in high places their emails end up getting leaked sure that's happened to every candidate i can think of yeah, that's think, been in the news we can think of some examples yeah the last five six years has also happened to my boy louis oh. and louis's main thing that he wanted to achieve when he was prosecutor he was actually in a position of power to fix things with coney mm-hmm. was he wanted to take down joseph coney mm-hmm. and i i will give jason russell some credit that in response to all of this obama did end up sending 100 special forces Mm-hmm. like the best of the best cream of the crop special ops yeah. agents to the jungle to try and find Coney. But Louis had his own plan of how of course he did. They were going to take down Coney and I am not joking with you, Brett. <laughs> I'm not trying to pull your leg, pull your arm. 
Louis's plan was to lure Coney out of the jungle using Brad Pitt oh. and Angelina Jolie as a honeypot, as bait. Okay, but if we're being honest, <laughs> would that not lure you out? You're a warlord and Angelina and Brad just want to have dinner with you one day? You wouldn't it's think Brad that- Pitt. <laughs> How could you say no? Brad Pitt. <laughs> so he actually, in his emails, met like got their email so kooky. and said, "Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna invite you're gonna invite Joseph Coney to dinner, <laughs> the two of you, and he, he's gonna show oh up with God. wine. He's gonna be ready to mingle, <laughs> and then we're gonna get him. He's just gonna forget all about the fact that he's hunted. Oh." That's awesome. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie want to have dinner with me? This is the plan that our cream of the crop international prosecutor for, for interna- the International Criminal Court, this is the best idea he could come oh up with. Oh my gosh. I just want to hang out with him, go around his house, see all the wacky inventions that he's made that serve no purpose. This guy sounds like he'd be fun to party with. Super fun. I don't want him prosecuting anyone in a criminal court, but Mm -mm. I want to put a beer in his Mm -mm. hand. So, uh, I guess a polite way, he's unorthodox, (laughs) right? He doesn't play by the rules. A loose cannon (laughs) prosecutor. I don't want them to make a Coney movie, but I want them to make a movie about specifically this. Louis movie. The Louis movie. I I want you to take a random guess. How did Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie respond? (laughs) I'm going to guess they didn't. They said no. Oh, but that's a bummer. Louis had a backup plan. Oh, of course he did. Of course Louis did. So after they said no, he went to George Clooney. (laughs) As you would. Brad Pitt doesn't work out. What's the next celebrity in line? George Clooney, of course. He actually sent each of these people emails. And with George Clooney, he tried a slightly different approach. So George Clooney has a private satellite company that they were using to spy on. I can't remember who, but some other bad guy. Because I guess every Hollywood celebrity has to like get involved in geopolitical affairs They're somehow. Like, what else to do now? Yeah. Yeah, I've got like a hundred million dollars. I don't know how to spend. Might as well get involved in Ugandan politics. So they asked Clooney, like, can we work with you? And use your satellites to try and find him in the jungle. And and Clooney was like, first off, no. Have you ever heard of trees? We can't see beneath the jungle. It doesn't really work like that. That's not how satellites work. And second off, I'm pretty sure I could go to jail if I step on what all these different government military forces are mm-hmm. doing. So I think I'm going to keep hanging out in Beverly Hills and polite, you can do whatever you no want. no on that one, Louis. So who do you think he asked do you think it stops there what is the next celebrity in line uh beside sean penn oh (laughs) that you couldn't write that of course it's sean penn i'm surprised he didn't go to that crazy guy first like he just went to every celebrity to try and create a honeypot it's like oh this guy played harvey milk in a movie he's in politics he'll want to do it (laughs) so it fizzled out after sean penn said no i think he probably had some really sweet assistant who was like i think maybe we should stop hey let's stop on the celebrity game maybe Uh, move to something else it just dissolved. It, they they ended up trying to not stop Coney after that. <laughs> like if they Brad couldn't. Pitt can't do it, no one can. <laughs> That's just sort of a, t- a side tangent that I find 
it just made me my heart so full Mm -hmm. so well-intentioned but just not the norm thinking (laughs) like that can't be real right you get you cannot actually think (laughs) it's a legitimate plan i think the biggest conspiracy of all is like you know you you hear about a these people that think there's like a deep state mm-hmm. or that's like tightly organized. My conspiracy theory is that no one knows what they're doing. Mm. The conspiracy is the people at the very top, like this Louis Moreno Ocampo, they're just like you and me. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes their ideas are just bad and they have no, and like everyone's like a eight year old trapped in a 50 or 60 year old's body. Oh, I agree. 100%. Just faking it. Yeah. We're all faking it. And that's the biggest conspiracy is like nobody could stop Coney because when it turns out at the end of the day, when it comes to geopolitical affairs, we're just grossly incompetent. Yeah. No, I would totally, especially in, you know, countries like Uganda. Right. I know virtually nothing about. Zero. Especially politics, especially warlords. I know nothing other than what I saw in that Coney 2012 video. And that's enough. <laughs> so I have to ask you then, Brett. It sounds like you agree that it's all kind of bunk. We yes. both agree that it's bunk. But it sounds like you're kind of mixed on Jason Russell as a figure. I am. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think he evolved, kind of like a a, a Walt situation on Breaking Bad. You know, started sure. off relatively well intentioned, I feel, and then fame ruined him. I really do think the fame ruined him. Like he he realized the power that he had, the money that he had, that this movement was his 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 rocket fuel for him. So Brett, you're you are gonna be famous someday. For sure. How do you make sure the fame doesn't ruin you? What's the secret? I've, I've actually thought about this for when my time comes. <laughs> I just I sound like a dick, but no, I don't ever want to be famous because I do think that it does it does ruin you when you have the resources to buy whatever you want, whoever you want, do anything, go anywhere, whatever that kind of money. I think that does mess with your head mm-hmm. because it's a different way of existing. And I, I think there's value in struggle and there's value in, in, in work, some work at least, right? Earning something for yourself. And work doesn't have to mean, you know, just how you stereotypically think of no. work, but I think it means like striving for something with exactly. purpose, right? Exactly. And struggle. Like you said the word struggle, that, that resonates with me. I, and I don't mean a struggle, you know, like you get cancer, but struggle like... Effort effort yeah you have a challenge you have to overcome Mm -hmm. or something like that and i'm not saying those people never have those things but it's just different Mm -hmm. you know money can buy anything and when you can do that it just i think messes with your head and i don't see how it couldn't (laughs) and also the compounding effect of the money and the fame and the intention are messing with your head and now you actually have to deliver. Yeah. Because you built your entire personality around stopping Coney, mm-hmm. which is not a task that any charity could actually you're not even accomplish. Of it. Right. So 
that's what led to the mental breakdown was Mm -hmm. maybe sort of if i'm putting myself in his shoes which is hard to do Mm -hmm. maybe sort of in the moments leading up to this big protest realizing there's nothing that can be done Mm -hmm. and now i'm going to be accountable and i don't know what i'm doing i just wanted to make film i'm I'm an actor Mm -hmm. i wanted to be an actor Mm -hmm. crap yeah right but i think this is also at the same time a pretty good case study of the power of the internet yeah because do you think he could have done this without the internet well this is really interesting because the internet is beautiful and terrifying all at once sure what the internet has allowed is for people like you and me to have a show without ever needing to find an agent or break into radio sure right the fact that you and i can do this right now because we just want to is awesome but at the same point in time before the internet came around i think you know things were had to be heavily vetted yeah before they got broadcast and that's good and bad Mm -hmm. that's good because you know it it lessens the craziness a little bit and makes it easier to digest things and make sure that they're they make sense sure bad in the sense of like you don't there's a lot of like voices that maybe you do have something really brilliant to share that you never get to hear from right right and so no i don't think coney could have happened any other time than 2012 Mm -hmm. right when facebook and twitter and youtube were at their biggest but also before they had been kind of wrangled in like the way i think about this truly as someone who's an internet enthusiast is that between the time of like 2003 and 2013 was like the wild, wild west of the yeah, internet. We're building it. It was know? like being in Texas in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It's like laws aren't here yet, but they're coming eventually. Yep, and we hadn't we hadn't realized, you know, most of the dangers of the internet yet. Because mm-hmm. it we hadn't tapped into the capacity of the internet yet. Yep. Or yet we were in the process of. Yeah, and and it's beautiful and it's horrific all at once, yeah, right? Yeah. Like. It's beautiful because it's truly open. But that can happen, right? I'm, and I want that to be the case, but terrifying because, you know. Because it can happen. $30 million got grifted from Americans, and guess what? Mm-hmm. Here's the kicker. Guess who's alive today in the mm-hmm. jungle mm-hmm. doing their thing? Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. Joseph Coney. Joko. He's out there. <laughs> However, though, his for the people who are wondering his army is dissipated he's pretty much in hibernation mode and i know a lot about ugandan politics i don't think he's really doing what he used to do yeah tell tell us more about that i'm curious to hear i mean no one knows right because he's in hiding and also i'm an american in (laughs) and he's in uganda actually i don't think he's in uganda anymore i think he's in a different country which is which is another reason this whole thing is just there's so much to talk about this thing. But he's pretty much retired from the kid-killing business, I think, and I hope. I don't know for sure, but that's that's what we think, the it, at least in America, we think. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm curious, did it seem like to you, from the research you did, from what I can tell, his movement kind of just fizzled out on its own? Yeah. You can only pillage and plunder so many kids before you lose everyone mm-hmm. because no one's af- like afraid of you anymore and you've exhausted all your resources mm-hmm. and it just c- comes to an end yeah this is just the most 
fascinating thing to me. Like there's a whole bunch of different facets to this story mm-hmm. that are interesting that we could dissect that like the timing of it was perfect that it exploded when it did because if this if it was Coney 2022, it I firmly believe it would not have had the traction that it did in 2012. For I agree. Sure. People are more skeptical now, which is a good thing. Well, yeah, just a, like I was talking, you know, I had a totally different reaction 10 years ago to that video than I do now. I feel like I'm hardened now. Everything that I see on the internet, I'm like, BS. Even yeah. if I see it on like Wall Street Journal, I'm like, nope, that's not true. Gas prices are not up <laughs> till I see it. <laughs> but, so I just feel like I'm, I'm, and like we were talking about MLMs before. I just yeah. sniff out bogus. Mm-hmm. I, I My bogus sniffer is way more developed than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So MLM people, I know, don't try with me. <laughs> I'm not because Brett will confront you at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. He'll actually read your material and he'll <laughs> want to know, he'll want to see like your Q1, Q2 earnings. Yeah, so yeah, no, nope. you know, not doing it. Don't BS Brett. I am susceptible. I am malleable. I am a people pleaser, but <laughs> I feel like my bogus meter is better. And so it's just interesting because 2012 was a different time than now. And it's interesting to think about if that happened now. It, I don't, it wouldn't. Yeah. What, what's interesting, kind of staying on that note, one thing that I find fascinating, and I think this still happens today, but in a very different way, is there were some news organizations that the second the Coney trailer was dropped, pointed out, like all the different like weird things in the trailer Mm -hmm. for people to maybe think about. Yeah. Like, Oh, this is all adding up. This is a little bit suspect. And I even remember cause everything's archived. Now you can find anything. I looked at a few news pieces around the day that the Coney 2012 video went viral and they pointed out that like three or four very reputable charitable organizations have all had already condemned invisible children mm-hmm. just based on the fact that they the organization had switched its kind of motives from mm-hmm. spreading evangelical values to stopping joseph coney mm-hmm. but that fell on deaf ears because the crowd that would watch like npr or wall street journal was not the same crowd that was the 18 year olds that were seeing the viral right, video, right. right? So they were only getting like one perspective. Mm-hmm. And I still think that's a huge problem today. Yeah. Uh, is a lot of times, myself included, I have a tendency to burrow myself into my own perspective. Sure. And then anything outside of that is obviously somebody who's has ulterior motives or who is wrong or diluted Mm -hmm. or they fell for this propaganda when the truth is if you just can maybe look at a few different perspectives and a a bunch of different data sources and try and poke holes in your own thinking you can usually get a little bit closer to the truth i think exactly and people doing some very basic research i think on invisible children back then would have stopped it right in its tracks i think so too and I feel like we're we're better at fact checking now nowadays, but back then I didn't. 
Right. You know, you get your news from it's a charity. Facebook. I'm 18. Let's yeah. go. I didn't know what Wall Street Journal was. You get your news <laughs> from Facebook. Right. And if you see it on the internet, for some reason, that's it's reputable because it's printed on the internet. I think that's it. I think our minds read it. Like it's it's printed letters. You know what I mean? Like that for some Weird. reason provides validity in our minds. You're so spot on. And that, I still fall for this today. Oh, I do too. All of the time. And that's, that's, I mean, this is a, another topic for another time, but that's why Facebook isn't my favorite place. Mm. And a lot of social media sites aren't my favorite place because it just <sighs> feeds you these things Yeah, and keep, to get you riled, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm glad that I feel as a society, we've kind of wisened up to the the potential dangers of misinformation on the internet. We're a little bit better at fact-checking. And if a a non-transparent organization like Invisible Children popped up these days, uh, I feel like we'd be better equipped. But I don't know about 16-year-olds, you know? Maybe it's different because I'm in a different age group now. I don't know. I think what you're saying, it just, it speaks to me so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it'll speak to everyone. Everyone's felt the way you yeah. felt, been where you are. I also don't have a Facebook because mm-hmm. I noticed the exact same thing. And I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I know that this is also like a hot button issue right now too, mm-hmm. with doesn't have much to do with what we're talking about right now, but even like Elon Musk's bid for Twitter mm-hmm. right now, right? So that's a different can of worms, but <laughs> it goes to show that like people have a intense desire to, you know, want to protect each other from huh. false information and also not keep information out of people's minds. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know. I'm not equipped to answer the question of how you do that. <laughs> no, me neither. I think it's what you and I are doing right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's people having conversations. Talking and about it, trying our best, looking at different things. <laughs> from different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. And being, yeah. I think, just open. Yeah. You know, if, if you get new information, be humble enough to change your mind. It's okay to change your mind. It's good. I think it's a sign of wisdom and strength. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened to me personally during Coney 2012 is I was a few months ahead of someone else. I had already gotten mm-hmm. scammed. Sure. So when they showed up to me and said like, oh, are we going to stop Coney? I was like, we're not, because guess who already did? I tried. <laughs> I didn't stop him. <laughs> so don't worry. I thought the $30 t-shirt would, would stop him, but... Uh, Turns didn't. out it just makes me look cool when I'm at concerts. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Sounds like to me... Coney 2022 he stopped we stopped Coney in 2022 I mean we didn't stop him but Coney kind of stopped himself wait (laughs) now I feel like an idiot Coney 2012 worked (laughs) oh I'm a chump it worked you're completely right where's Coney he stopped he's just camping somewhere in the jungle he stopped did, did we do this? Did we stop Coney? Remember when you said your $30... I did this. Thing, your pack didn't do anything? Think again. I stopped... I did stop Coney. Your, your memorable bracelet stopped Joko. 
So you can you can rest tonight oh. knowing that you stopped a Ugandan warlord who doesn't even isn't even in Uganda. <laughs> arguably in the Sudan. Somewhere over there in Africa, right? Somewhere. We, we think. We don't know. Because he stopped. How many people that donated to Kony 2012 like couldn't look at a globe and tell you where Uganda is on the map? I'm guessing in the upper 99% region. Yeah. I, I would have lumped myself in with those people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Africa is just one, one big old thing to most Americans, right? <laughs> we don't... Right. Did half the people before Kony 2012 know what a Uganda was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I give people no credit, but that's a joke, obviously. Everything I say is a but joke. But also it's kind of true. But also it's 100% true, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny that humans mean well, and to express how we mean well, we try, mm-hmm. and we try in ways that we know, and that is to... Buy a $30 invisible children's pack. Yep. You know? So yep. I think whatever happens when we die on judgment day, you will get rewarded for that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but the thing that I can also look back at and say, I think objectively is that I also, I think bought the $30 Coney pack to make myself feel good. Yeah, well, yeah. Does, does that make sense? It's like, of course. It's like a breath of like, oh, I did it. Me. Like, I, I it. did it. Mm-hmm. I did my part. And that worries me a little bit. Like, in the sense of, I don't even know where I'm going with this or if this is appropriate for this episode, but kind of like resolving yourself of mm-hmm. any guilt of not being able to change it. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. I signed up for the charity, mm-hmm. I passed it along. I can wash my hands you know, of that. It's like charitable FOMO. It's like, I just got to donate so I can say that I did my part. Or just feel like, all right, I'm in a position of power and I helped, mm-hmm. even if I really didn't. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, it makes complete sense. And I think that I think about those things differently now as a 28-year-old instead of an 18-year-old mm-hmm. is I want to know how I can actually move the needle. Mm-hmm. And if I can't do it by donating to some sketchy organization, then I'm not going to. Right. Enough said. We'll fly out to Uganda ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but <sighs> people meanwhile. So you did your part. You stopped a warlord. <laughs> we came a long ways in 10 years. This was so fascinating. Also, Brett, this is the first time we've ever done a part one and a part two mm-hmm. together. And the first time we've ever co-hosted a topic. I don't think it'll be the last because this was way fun. That was, it was awesome. But yeah, let's Just do it again. Made it so interesting. Do you want to make so. another podcast episode sometime? Hey, we could keep doing this if you want. What do you do next week? I guess I'm going to podcast with you then. Do you want to? I'm free. You free? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. Cool. All right. See I'll you have then, my bro. people talk to your people. Okay. Talk to you then. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>